There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. The new Yogi Berra baseball documentary, It Ain't Over, opens in D.C. area movie theaters this Friday. I spoke to director Sean Mullen and executive producer Lindsay Berra about honoring her grandfather. Hey, thanks for having us. Hey there. Thanks so much for doing this. We'll start with Lindsay, since you're the granddaughter. <laughs> what what inspired you to to finally do a doc uh, on your grandfather? Had had many been made before? Or is this sort of like the first? No, this is the first, and I have to give full credit to our producer Peter Soboloff. Um, in the summer of 2018, in his words, he was dragged by his wife to go see the Mister Rogers documentary. And he ended up loving it. And the next day was my grandfather's museum golf outing. And he saw my dad and uncles and said, hey, how come there's no Mr. Rogers documentary, but about your father? And they said, well, no one's ever made one. And he said, well, can I? And he had produced a movie previously uh, that was directed by Sean, our director. And he introduced Sean to my dad and uncles. And like my grandfather, uh, Sean is an army veteran and an athlete. He played rugby at West Point and my dad and uncles loved him immediately. And that was kind of how the ball got rolling. And then I got involved because I started peppering Sean with texts and emails like you've got to interview Vin Scully and Bobby Richardson and Tony Kubek and Audrey Graziola and all these people who played with my grandpa that you don't know because you're a Hollywood person. So you need my help. Let me help you. Wow. I love that. And of course, this would be inspired by the Mr. Rogers documentary. Of course. <laughs> that, I assume you're talking about Won't be, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the 2018 one by Morgan Neville. Yes. Gosh, that was such a great movie. It's such a great movie, especially the end. Remember when they they have all the interviewees in the movie? They like at the very end, there's like a montage where they're like, sit quietly and think about those people and mentors that inspired you. And I was almost coming to tears watching that thing. Uh, All right. Well, thanks so much. All right. Let's get Sean in here. So, Sean, uh, talk about the other end of that, then them contacting you and uh, and 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 what you know, what what was your what was your prior knowledge of Yogi Berra before you even, you know, got brought in to do this project? I assume you knew, you know, some of the yogiisms and, you know, his Yankee greatness. But, like, you know, what was your general impression beforehand? Yeah, I mean, I knew, uh, you know, a little bit about him. I think I knew kind of what the majority of kind of what the general public knew about him, really. Um, you know, I um, uh, knew that he was a catcher for the Yankees and, you know, he was this tough guy with these funny sayings i mean i i knew he had 10 rings i mean i grew up a sports fan and actually i grew up as a young kid rooting for the yankees because of uh, don mattingly i was originally from indiana so you know i knew i think what the general public knew but i think you know i thought he was a good player i didn't know he was such a great player and i think that's one of the things we really look to kind of rectify in this documentary is just show everybody how great he was as a as a ball player but it turns out as as amazing of a ball player uh, as he as he was, um, he was even a better person. And so that really kind of shines through with this film. 
All right, I want to unpack both of those, you know, how great he was as a ball player and, you know, then how great of a person he was. And so I'll 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 throw uh we'll follow up with with Sean for the ball player stuff and then Lindsay I'll throw the, you know, the off the field stuff to you cuz you're a family member. All right, so so Sean, uh remind us uh and I'm sure some of the Yankee greats you interview in this documentary, remind us some of the amazing, you know, on-field stats and accomplishments, you know, with with MVPs and All-Star games and stuff like that. Yeah, well, three MVPs, you know, an all-star, you know, you know, 18-time all-star, um, you know, just really incredible. The, the big thing on the field is he he hardly ever struck out. I mean, um, in 1950, for example, you know, he batted 322 with, um, you know, 124 RBIs and 28 home runs and 656 plate appearances and 12 strikeouts, which is just insane. I mean, to think about somebody doing that today is is ridiculous. One one stat that I like to tell people that's not in the film is he is one of only two players in the history of baseball um, to uh, uh, finish in the top four of MVP voting seven years in a row, which is a, a very highly sustained level of excellence for seven consecutive years. It's Yogi Berra and Mike Trout. And then I, I think Lindsay's favorite stat is he's one of only two ball players to um, turn to a stat machine here. Uh, he's only one of two ball players. Uh, to have more than 350 home runs and less than 450 strikeouts. Uh, so it's... Um, and the other one is Joe DiMaggio. People don't often put Grandpa in the same breath as Joe DiMaggio, but he's there, right there. Absolutely. Or Mike Maybe Trout. they should, you know? Yeah. Maybe they should. Um, wow. And and of course, and uh, and we have to mention too, the, the only one to ever catch a perfect game in the World Series, right? Yeah, Grandpa always used to say, it ain't been done before and it ain't been done since. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Don yeah. Larson uh, in 1956 pitched that, but Yogi Berra was uh, the the glove catching and 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 the fingers signaling all the all the pitches uh, that entire game. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, I mean all the stats I, I listed there were mainly offensive stats, but he was incredible behind the plate. Yes, he uh, he had a 148 game uh, errorless uh, streak, which was incredible. He caught both ends of a double header 117 times uh, for that Larson perfect game in 56. He called all 97 pitches. Larson just kind of sort of put his fate in Yogi's hands. So, yeah, I mean, behind the plate, he was just absolutely a maestro. And what is some of the, you know, rattle off some of the Yankee greats that, that you know, you interview. And and if you if you can think off the top of your head, some of the, you know, the the adoring, you know, things they were saying about Yogi. <laughs> um, I, I It was really important to me to get as many guys uh, in the documentary who had seen Grandpa play or played with Grandpa. So we have his teammates, Bobby Richardson, Tony Kubek, Hector Lopez and Ralph Terry. Um, we have Vin Scully, the, the legendary Dodgers uh, broadcaster. He was the Dodgers broadcaster for most of Grandpa's career, and they played many, many World Series against the Dodgers. Uh, Roger Angel was a reporter for the New Yorker who started covering New York baseball when he got out of World War II. Uh, so he covered Grandpa from the moment he stepped on the field until he, he got off of it. Um, we have some contemporary Yankee folks. We um more contemporary anyway, Joe Torre, Mariano Rivera, Willie Randolph, Derek Jeter, Nick Swisher, some folks who were coached by and mentored by my grandpa Yogi. Um, it's a really amazing cast of characters. You're going to hear a lot of great voices in the film. I love it. And you, did you, you mentioned Billy Crystal too, right? The ultimate Yankee fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't, but there you go. Billy Crystal is, is also in the film and he is terrific. Sean has a 90 minute interview with Billy Crystal. That could be a, a movie by itself. Absolutely. Oh. 
I, I can only imagine. That's fantastic. Uh, all right. Well, so that's sort of the on field side of it, you know, of course. And of course, Baseball Hall of Fame in 1972 and number eight retired, all that stuff. That's a that's like a murderer's row of retired numbers from two to eight or nine or whatever it is up to now. But um, I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. But yeah, so, but now let's pivot real quick. We're going to end, we're short on time, but um, to some of the off-field accomplishments. Um, Lindsay, t- tell us about your grandfather as a man. And, you know, a lot of people might not know he was in the Navy, like on D-Day. So I always say that grandpa would have been an amazing human being, even if he never set foot on a baseball field. He was a first generation Italian immigrant. He grew up on the hill in St. Louis, Missouri, very poor, had to quit school in the eighth grade to help um, provide for his family. He would tell you that all all of his older brothers, all three of them were better ball players than he was, um, but they all had to work. And, and by the time it got down to grandpa, they convinced my great grandfather to give one of them a chance. So he, he comes from these very humble beginnings. He has a, a he's playing for the Norfolk Tars uh, in Virginia and World War II is happening. And he literally walks over to the Naval base and enlists before he has a chance to be drafted into the Navy. Wow. And he ends up on an LCSS landing craft support small, which was one of the rocket boats. Uh, he was a machine gunner's assistant providing cover fire for our troops going ashore on Omaha Beach mm. during the D-Day invasion. Mm. And then uh, he came home. He was very lucky to come home and he knew it when so many other men did not. And I do think that that's one of the things that made my grandfather such a tremendous baseball player. The perspective you gain from going through a real life or death situation hitting in the bottom of the ninth with the bases loaded and two outs. You know, he only saw that as opportunity. That wasn't pressure after what he'd already been through. Um, But then he went on to manage. Um, He had this beautiful 65 year love affair with my Grammy Carmen that really takes center stage stage in the documentary. And I'm telling you, if you're not a baseball fan, this love story is going to get you. You don't have to be a sports fan to enjoy this film. And it just, he was a great, father a wonderful grandfather um and it really just goes into him as a human it's a human story um and i think there's somebody something in it for everyone oh an amazing life even like you said even if baseball was never a part of the life and it is a huge piece but obviously but even without that there's so much uh you know great material here family wise uh all right well uh you know final seconds you know uh the pop culture impact every all of us remember the, the you know the yogiisms we probably quoted them without even knowing that your grandfather <laughs> originated them mm-hmm. a lot of them remind our listeners some of uh, some of the most famous ones including you know one became a title for the freaking doc <laughs> and then, well the title of the doc is it ain't over which comes from probably his most famous saying it ain't over till it's over um but when you come to a fork in the road take it nobody goes there anymore it's too crowded it's deja vu all over again minor my favorites are the existential ones if the world were perfect it wouldn't be the future ain't what it used to be sean has a few too yeah i like uh you know he was driving one time and 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 karma's like hey we're lost he's like yeah but we're making great time 
<laughs> it's just the way. I mean, those turns of phrases, or what's the other one? Baseball is ninety percent mental, and the other half is physical. physical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I always good. thought that record would stand until it was broken. Like, what? Why is it? What's the trick of it? Do you think it? Do you think we love them because they're 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 kind of zany and almost contradictory sometimes? <laughs> I think what's so great about them is that they might seem silly on the surface, but if you're willing to like look past that initial silliness and and be okay with the fact that he doesn't use the words you would like him or expect him to use to explain a certain thing, they really are very profound and kind of genius. And I mean, I use them in my everyday life all the time. Yeah, what do we, what is the phrase? Deceptively profound or whatever it is, or deceptively genius. I can't remember which way it is. Uh, and and I guess final thing is was Yogi Bear the character Hanna Barbera? Was it based on him? Was that ever proven? Didn't he like try to sue Hanna Barbera over it one time or something? We we go that into that in the doc uh, in depth. Yeah, yes, it was. Uh, it it was modeled after my grandpa yogi for there's, sure there's no coincidence that in 1958 at the height of yogi bear's fame hannah barbera comes out with a cartoon about called yogi bear about a bumbling you know nice guy um yeah no it's it's absolutely based on him but uh but yeah there was no way to prove it and he didn't copyright his uh his name so we get into that in the doc a little bit Wow. Smarter than the average catcher, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, everyone pack your picnic baskets and uh, head to the, the theaters. Uh, I believe it's playing It's fr this Friday in, in D.C., I think maybe Bethesda. I think there's a Virginia location. You know, we'll, we'll link to it on the website. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's called Ain't It Ain't Over. Uh, and, and this was so much fun to talk with you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having us. Go to the movies, everybody. Yeah, please. Thanks so much. All right. This interview ain't over till it's over. And it's now. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. Next time.